Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How is your what day is it? Wednesday. Alternate Monday. Yeah. Right. We, we, we've had Monday. a lot of alternate Mondays lately. It's been it's, you know, it's the end of the chaotic yeah. year. It's, is how it works. Uh, it's the holidays. Yeah. There's there some people are moving. Some people <laughs> have complicated stuff that I just explained off air that I'm not going to go into again. <laughs> yeah, it it it's, it's works. We, we get it all. It's been it's been pretty pretty good so far. Uh, as you kind of alluded to, I'm I'm not moving myself, but my fiance is moving in, so it's uh it's uh, a lot. I mean, it's the whole house. I'm not sure if I've really talked about it on the show, but selling a house is a monumentally difficult or I don't say difficult. I'd say emotionally difficult thing for anyone in mm. the world. Right. Mm. It just is. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not logistically simple. Either. No, no. Yeah. I guess that's what I meant. Emotionally and, and logistically, it's like everything, right? Like that guess that's what I was getting. At. It's like everything. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so it's a, uh, um, I didn't make that mean to make that sound like, oh my God, we're going through these emotional things. It, it was, it's just, you know, th- there's a, every day it's stressful. That's the kind of, that's the, that's the phrase I'm looking for stressful, right? Like you're, you're always thinking about, mm-hmm, I've, I've got to mm-hmm. pack or I've got to, I've got to transport and I've got to, how do I get to here and there and big stuff and little stuff. And, and you do end up having way more stuff than you ever think you have in a little bitty space. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's a big, big thing. And this is our, our first step in a long process of things of, you know, her moving in here, then, you know, us either building or buying another house, hopefully building. And then, you know, that's a whole process and how long that takes, uh, cohabitating in this house. Um, and then again, moving again and selling another house. So it's, it's going to be a, you know, stressful seven, eight months for, for us in general. Um, but, that's what my 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 Monday reports will end up probably being like. Oof, just been another one of those rough moving moving weeks. But you know, overall, it's been it's it's fun. It's interesting. It's different. It's a life change. Uh, those don't know. I'm I've been engaged for like a year now, uh, and uh, you know, life changes are diff are, are different and and sometimes uh, stressful. And it's something you go through. It's pretty. It's it's exciting and stressful all at the same time. So I. Uh, my, my fiance is sure, a very, sure. uh, anxious, stressful person. And I, I have such sympathy for, for people who are very, uh, anxiety driven people in the first place. So she's good. She's going to love you talking about that on the, podcast. Oh no, it's good. I, it's a comp, it's a compliment. I mean, I, it is, I think somewhat people who, who have high stress and high anxiety and go through very difficult things and make it through and work it uh, should be applauded and, uh, you know, admired for, because it's, it's it's hard it's hard for me to go through any kind of life stresses in general a new job a new whatever it might be uh, mm. a new church group or or anything but having also if I had high stress and high anxiety that that's, makes it even harder so when you see other people do who have you know some some struggles I personally admire that a lot more and people I think it's something that you know I don't know if I would be able to handle as much but some people do and she does she works she works she's working at you know, every, every day, which is pretty, pretty awesome. And obviously I love her for it. Um, so yeah, anyway, it's, it's, it's cool. I'm part, part of this process is that I, I've moved our, my recording room down to, to my, to my game room area, which is a nice mm-hmm. space. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I like the atmosphere. So I get, I, I liked my office upstairs, uh, chatting with you on our, on our weekly Wednesdays, but now it's a, now, nice game now that thing. room, that room is where you started recording, isn't it? Yeah. Way way back in the day, back, yeah. It's, we've we've been doing this for a couple years. I only, 
I only mention that because I know we have a handful of listeners who know you and have been to your house several times. Otherwise, right. for people who haven't, they're like, what are these guys talking about? Oh, no. About? Some of us who, who's also been listening, our listeners who've been listening for a long time. I remember our first, I think our first episode, our, which don't go back and listen to it, so terrible. We, so difficult to record. We, I think we recorded it in the same room together, didn't we? Our very first time down, down here. Or first, maybe, maybe. I, I, I don't, I don't remember now. Or, or, or I was that sitting was, down here. Maybe it's just that I, so, I envision so you. Ago. Every time I talk to you, Dennis, I'm envisioning you here. Is what is what it is. Okay, so. that's a little weird. But <laughs> whatever. Right. No. Whatever you got to do. Right. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I was, I was downstairs, the back upstairs. So now, now I'm back. You know, and I never should have changed. Now, uh, it feels like I'm going back to the old studios. I guess right for, mm. for our recording stuff. So yeah, it's been a. It's throw, it's a nice it's a nice uh record, recording day today. I'm 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 glad to to talk to you here Dennis. How was your last week? Uh, I w- particularly want to hear about your jam and concert that you went to just recently. Yeah, so um well, let's see. When did we record? We recorded Wednesday last week, yep, yep. so that was right before Thanksgiving. Um so Thanksgiving itself was pretty uneventful. I was not too involved in the food prep. Um I did make my mandatory signature cranberry sauce which is just a super simple recipe in a crock pot it's not that impressive anyone could do it but for some reason uh, my mom and sisters want me to do it every year now because i started it uh but my brother-in-law phil um is into smoking meats i think i mentioned that (laughs) it was a weird pause he's into smoking meats yeah because i remembered (laughs) last time i said this that you were like oh no it wasn't it wasn't phil it was our buddy fox who also likes his smoke meats he's got a uh, oh, right smoker yeah. so um uh phil has had um what do you call it there's a word for it um it's a type of smoker where there's a firebox off to the side like hanging off the side and then the grill itself is a cylinder oh um, yeah that i see that up. that's where you advanced fancy people use your stuff yeah, well, that was his, like, simpler uh, smoker setup. So the fire is on the side, and the smoke goes through the chamber and out the other end, and the meat c- cooks incredibly slowly. And he basically uh, would have to babysit whatever, if it was a brisket or something, like, all day. Uh, it would be his entire day woof. was out there checking on and trying to keep that heat uh, just right. No, thank you. He has a new... Yeah, he has a new device now that is a pellet smoker... Um, it has a big hopper of wood pellets that look a little bit like, hmm, kind of like bedding that you would put in a rabbit uh, thing. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, little cylinders of compressed wood, right? That's wood pellets. If you look up wood pellets, you could see a photo. That's going to be better than me trying to describe it with words. Um, it's got a hopper of those and... Then there's like an auger or something that draws them into the other uh, the the underside of the heat compartment. Man, this is complex. All of that, <laughs> all of that technology. Yeah, this is fancier than the than the the side box smoker. It's got thermostats in it and it maintains heat automatically. We still sort of stood out there and and watched it and uh, you know hung out, smoked cigars and everything. But uh, all that to say, he got the turkey, he brined it overnight which is what i do whenever i make turkey it's i i, I almost consider it mandatory at this point because turkey's so dry if you don't it's so dry um i'm i'm an anti-turkey person because it's so dry yeah it's just this weird tradition we do once a year um <laughs> True. but he brined it and then smoked it and then deep fried it to finish okay 
And so it was like it was like all three steps, and it turned out great. And it was it was so good there was almost no meat left over, which never happens, right? You're supposed to like make sandwiches and stuff the next day. Fortunately, he had about half a dozen turkey drumsticks, which are great big, you know, drumsticks. Yeah. Uh, and so we had that uh, for leftovers. But that was Thanksgiving. Um, I don't have anything really interesting about Black Friday. I did find and buy a decent uh, amount of camper stuff. I got like a um, a number code door lock for my camper mm-hmm. so that I can replace the, the factory uh, standard key that it goes with. I got a air compressor. I got a power inverter so that I can hook my battery up to my outlets and run the camper off battery. Oh, nice. Um, and that... A handful of smaller things, probably none of it super interesting we, we, uh, to talk about. Before you move on to those, I I, I think I'm glad you, you kind of brought these up in order. I'll, I can say sit my input on a couple of things I did there too. Um, I'm going chronologically. Yeah, it was like you're, you're going in order. That's that's smart. Um, I I also didn't do really do. You know, we usually have like a a segment on Black Friday, but I didn't really do anything this year at all either. I I did. Uh, I went looking and got stuck up on some PlayStation five accessories, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but, mm-hmm. but not really. I mean, I just, I just didn't. Um, I, this is going to sound terrible, but I feel very lucky and fortunate in life that I don't think I need a lot. And that is not because, you know, I just, cause I've been blessed with, you know, the things that I need. So actually my black Friday was to look back and say, you know, uh, what is it? My cup runneth over, so I I need to appreciate that and don't worry about getting more stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good. I mean, yeah, I don't think there was anything I got that was like essential mm-hmm. stuff. I just you know because I was with family and not really uh, with a lot to do, right? Like the kids watching movies, people working on a puzzle. Some people sort of wanted to play games, but we couldn't start games until like the kids went to bed and this whole thing. And so just a lot of downtime, which I'm sure anybody hanging out with family knows that happens. Right. And so I was just on my phone, like watching the deals on Amazon, on Woot.com. Um, I bought a couple games, which I don't normally do. Um, but one of those two, I mean, Woot.com is part of Amazon. So I could just say Amazon, whatever. I got um, just one, which is that game where um the judge has a card facing away from them and everybody else can see it and so you write down a clue on your little card yeah. and show them and if any of your cards are this if any of your clues are the same they get erased and then oh, the judge right, has to yeah. figure out what their word is right. it's a fun yeah. sort of co-op party game yeah yeah um we played that last that year we, we have a copy of yeah we have a copy of sarah bot and then yeah we played it last year in the gold and um and so I bought another copy because it's not, you know, there's nothing to, to keep the player count from going up. You just need more markers and or it's actually harder with more people because you have more chance for um, collided clues. And then I also got a copy of uh, Abandon All Artichokes, which is just another kind of goofy game to play with my family. Nice. I, um, for the food part, I did this year. I, I I have been. I think we talked about this before. I bought the. Uh, I think it's called Heroes Feast uh, official D and D recipe cookbook. Uh, mm-hmm. Back around Gen Con time, um, and I absolutely love the recipes in it. I think they are they 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 feel 
All right, this is coming from a, a, a redneck kid when I was growing up, redneck family. Like, they feel fancy. <laughs> okay. Right? I mean, they feel fancy. Okay, sure, right? sure. I mean, they... they, I, they what did you... You said you... In our, in our chat, you said you made something that sounded... Uh, I made I made black um, pudding, which is which is black pudding. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Because I remember you telling me about a recipe from that book that sounded like um, the way that my dad makes spaghetti <laughs> all the time. Yeah, like you made spaghetti, but you made the sauce not quite from scratch, like not with fresh tomatoes, but like instead of canned spaghetti sauce, you started with some canned um, tomato varieties right that's yeah how yeah tomatoes yeah, are. yeah, that, get them yeah whole that's or exactly diced or this, pureed yeah. or paste or sauce right and then you add some like dry herbs and a bay leaf to it and i'm like yeah that's how that we we always make spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> which which i don't i it's, i use ragu is how i always make spaghetti it's like stuff. the one yeah it was like the one uh signature dish my dad could make before my parents got married <laughs> and so it's just all we ever had we never bought like spaghetti sauce in a jar. Oh, yeah, me. I, um, I always and so jar. and so. I heard that, and I was like, okay, that cookbook sounds like a kind of like an intermediate kind of like yeah. you know, not a basic make stuff from a jar, but or cans, but just a little more complicated. I than agree. But then you said you made black pudding, and I'm like, that's I've never even made that. That sounds yeah. It was like it a, was like it was fun. It was fun, and it was. I you're right. That one may have been a little bit more complicated, but I, but honestly, I think your your description's pretty pretty on point. I think that again, I'm not a, a perfect chef or anything, but it's it's very very kind of straightforward and simple, and it tells you like everything that mm-hmm. I would need to know in chronological order as you do it. So like every sentence I read, I I don't have to know things way in advance. You know, it tells you what to do at what time and what thing, and it uses. A little bit more complex ingredients, but not all the complex ingredients, right? Like it, it'll. Okay, we're just kind of rehashing what I'd said before, but so, sounds like it's kind of similar to the the meal kit, like HelloFresh, and I don't think you've ever done those, yeah. but it's they send you all the ingredients and you have step by step, so it's yeah, I love it. It's a little complicated, but they're probably not going to ask you to do something like make a roux. Your sauce is going right. to be take these seasonings and mix them with you know, some yogurt or some sour cream. Yeah. yeah. Now you've got sauce. So, so I did, I did black pudding, which was, it was very, very good. And I used like all really good ingredients and, um, just, just deliciously tasty. And, and I I kept it, we had enough left over that Sid had it, you know, when she got home, she was with her mom on Thanksgiving and she really loved it. And then the second thing I made is I made the honeyed ham with pineapple gravy. Uh, these are, I believe these are both under the halfling recipes. I seem I've noticed that I seem to be partial to the halfling recipes. They have all the recipes in the book are kind of race, racial or culturally racial uh, to the D and D fantasy races. Like there's a dwarven section and there's the half elf okay. section. I, I think you're supposed to say ethnic. Ethnic is that, yeah. is that right? <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't quite know why. That's great. Uh, the the one the one term is okay. And I mean. Hobbit food is going to be like traditional English food, right? Which explains the black pudding. Because you can't get black pudding in the U.S. Yeah. anywhere, as far as I know. I mean, there are probably English restaurants that serve it, but you can't buy it in the market. Right, right. At the, at the grocery store, I mean. Th- this this honeyed ham with pineapple gravy was was pretty darn wonderful. And it's it's funny. It's like the ham with the pineapple glaze and stuff was pretty straightforward. Like pretty much everybody would make a honeyed ham or pineapple ham every year it's that one wasn't too fancy but it was this special pineapple gravy which was like this extra sauce that you put on the side which was 
Mm. Like, oh man, this this part here makes this better than you know, just like your normal honeyed ham. And the same thing with the with the 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 black pudding. It's like I could make chocolate pudding or this pudding, right? Just like that little extra stuff. And I have just had this is my second report of this that I have just had such fun making things out of that that book that when I'm done and we have it and we all, there's never been anyone even the, the oddest recipes that you know have said oh this is this is just phenomenal this is just so great it makes me just want to do another one like we just want to, uh, mm. Sydney made I didn't get to taste this one but she went to her mom's in Florida for for Thanksgiving and she took a, a picture of the elven bread and she made it down there for her mom. And she sent me a lot of pictures and stuff, and she said it was absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. too. So, uh, yeah, n- another glowing review of that that ended up turning into uh, using that for the holidays, and I'm probably going to use it again and continue to using it until I use all. Of the- it's got so many great recipes in it, from drinks to desserts to main dishes and feasts. It's got even like things like full feasts that you can make for with multiple dishes. Um, so. That was a glowing review of that one for, for this one as nice, well. Nice, nice. Uh, so anyway, we moved on, and now we're here to the next week, and you had a trip up north. I, you had a lot of stuff going on with your traveling, but... That's right, that's right, yeah. I, um, My dad and uh, two brothers, David and Andrew, and I went to Detroit Monday night and saw uh, uh, Genesis. Mm-hmm, or You said that last what week you Right. What remains of Genesis? Yeah, um, it's it's uh, Phil Collins, Mike Rutherford, and Tony Banks, and probably I mean they're a progressive rock band um, whose sound really changed considerably between the seventies, late seventies, and like the early eighties, and then they were really done. I think in the in the mid eighties somewhere. I don't know. This it's my dad's favorite band. Yeah, I. Listen to it a lot in my, you know, teen, early 20s years um, because but because it was all, you know, it was all done and out when I got into it. I don't have clear distinction of like what songs were on what albums. They did a couple of live albums. And so there are some songs that I only really know that way. Right. Um, so I'm not even though I know the band fairly well. Sorry about that. I know the band fairly well. I'm not an expert on their history or yeah. or any of those kind of things. Um, but we saw them in Detroit, and it was it was kind of uh, surreal. You know, I've never seen them perform because they were broken up. You know, by the time that I or you know mostly quit by the time that I was interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they toured. Uh, like in 99 and then maybe again in 08 and in 08 like i don't think i even heard about it maybe they didn't come to the states and um 99 would have been i don't know i mean i graduated high school that year so i knew about them but again it it's another thing where it might not have been close or convenient i will say the tickets were not cheap right? right it's one of those where like you know you go see an old band like i'm sure if you um if you went to go see any of those bands of the era, Yes, or The Doors, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some of them, you know, have significant members, band members who have passed away, but, you know, the tickets are just going to be outrageous. Right. Not outrageous, but, you know. Um, but it was it was fun, you know, see and hear um, all the old songs. 
Um, it was a little, uh, I keep using weird words to describe this. I mean, my dad saw them when he was in his early 20s, right? Saw them several times. And by this point, had thought, you know, that he was never going to see them live, you know, perform live again. Yeah. Um, and I don't know the exact details of this story. I should, I should look it up and, and put a link in the show notes. But um, at some point fairly recently, Phil Collins, who, you know, he's the, the member everybody's going to know. He had a right. significant uh, solo career, right. um, you know, many top 10, top 40 hits. Yeah, he he, he, he um, did Tarzan. I remember. He did the Tarzan soundtrack, <laughs> right? That's probably, probably his, probably his last big, like, well-known. I would agree. Those Tarzan songs were on the radio. Yeah. Um, but he, he had an accident, or I don't know if he, if he fell off a stage or or what the details were, but he he had some accident that uh, I think I think damaged some part of his spine or something. Oh, I didn't know that. And so he looks and moves a little bit like maybe like somebody who's had a stroke. Ah, uh, rough. Okay. And and that's you know I'm not saying that to be insensitive. I'm just trying to describe it. Like mm-hmm. if you. If uh, there are videos, you know, people have taken of this of this concert, and you can see, like, he can't um, he can't stand unaided, like he walks with a cane, and so um, he just sits in a chair the whole show. Um, and that that was a little, um, what's the word I want to use for this? It was a little bit sad at first. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is. This is rough, especially when you you know somebody from you know a time when they were you know just so energetic and vibrant and all that. I mean, I'm sure that's what people go through who you know know people that long, yeah, right like like if you're you know um my grandpa's brother had a stroke um my my great uncle, but I never knew him before that. So he was just, you know, this guy in a wheelchair who I couldn't understand when he talked. Yeah. Um, but all of them, you know, his his wife and my grandparents and all the, like knew him when he was young, right? And had a had a comparison. Obviously, this wasn't personal like like that was, but it's still like, oh, this is this isn't Phil Collins. It's like the like the shadow. Yeah. Of, of Phil Collins. It's it's worse. But, it's terrible. Like. I mean, we're I, we see this as we get older. I'm starting to notice these things like yeah, yeah. people that we saw that were like our age when we were young. You know, you you have this. Uh, um, they're they're adults, and now they're like declining old people. I'm like, oh man, that mm-hmm. that's gonna be me. And that no, I mean, <laughs> right, right. But exactly. but it is. Yeah, it's kind of like all... seeing your heroes get old. It's like they're invincible. Yeah, we're, you're we're... as a kid, and you think you're invincible, and everybody's invincible. And then you see these right. adults who are clearly are going to be here forever, and now they're these frail old people. And it's like, oh man, that's a, 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 a awakening. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, we're all headed there if we don't, you know, if something worse doesn't happen first, right? It's kind of a morbid, yeah, uh, uh, thought, but. Uh, I I say that just to say that at first when I you know because because the music starts they're a they're a progressive rock band so um, even if you're not familiar with their work the the other two members um, are keyboardist and and guitar slash bass and so their their sound has a lot of this like 
when I first listened to it, like I couldn't tell what any of it was. It all just sounded strange and and magical and mm-hmm. and weird. And so there's all this music before the lights come on and you see them and they show, you know, the video goes up on the screens. If you've ever been to a big show, they do that all the right. time now. And at first I was like, oh, this is this is not what I what I expected to see. But then as I watched him sing, like I can hear he doesn't sing like he did before, right? Yeah. You know, that that's that's not gonna happen. But he's still singing. He's still like he's still pushing out like eighty percent of the sound that he used to. Yeah, yeah. I I had read that he, and I'm he like, has that's, like a spinal it, nerve damage and he, he can't like use his hands for drums or piano, which is like that's was his big thing. But you're right, his voice yeah, is still he, there, he's, right? He he started out as a drummer, but he still during some songs like he held a tambourine and he still did some some you know kind of fancy stuff with it. And yeah, they have a couple of singers in the back, you know, filling in and covering. You know, he can't you know st- sustain the notes as long. But what at first seemed kind of sad, the more I watched him, was like, man, who else would do this? Like, who else would? have that happen to them and you know obviously he's not the only one that you know there are stories back to beethoven of musicians who you know suffered some kind of um debilitating uh uh i'm gonna say disability and i don't mean that directorially um and still you know still pushed on right um but but it became more it became something more impressive at, you know, from that initial, uh, you know, first impression of being a little disappointed, I, I became more impressed at the, um, you know, the the willpower uh, to to get up and do that. Yeah, but, he, uh, um, yeah, um, he's seventy. I mean, that's not not a yeah. not a spring chicken, right? No, nope, the fact that no, you're even going out to a concert and performing at a high level with yeah, all that excitement yeah. and stuff for a crowd of you know t- so many people. It's 70, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was funny too because we went um we went out to eat before the show and there's like the bar sort of um bar restaurant, you know, close to the arena. Um and it's the arena where the Detroit Red Wings play, the hockey team. And there's like an old uh you know, host whatever in that in that bar and because we, we couldn't get a table because people were, you know, they'd get their table and then they just wait because they were waiting for the show just like we were. And so we're standing around. We got some drinks and the guys, the the host guy comes up to us and he's like, you guys OK? Do you want to? And we're like, can we order food? Just stand. We go through this whole thing. And the guy was great. You know, one of those probably worked in service industry his whole life and is just very like loves people and and all that stuff. But um, he was like, he was like, yeah this is a little bit of an older crowd than I get my typical Red Wings fans. <laughs> and, and I'm like, uh, yeah, we could, we could tell that when we looked around, like everybody, like the, the, the original Genesis fans who are here, like my dad is, uh, 62 now. And so they're, they're all around that age, except for people like me and my brothers who are here with, a parent or two. Yeah. Like when we got into the show, um, a couple, two people sat down next to me that was clearly um, a woman who was 
an original Genesis fan and her daughter. Like, you know, they looked similar enough and were different enough in age. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what's happening here. But the majority of the people were all, you know, 50s and up. Right. Um, I, I was wondering, how, how, does a, was how does a concert like that go? I, I always find concerts a little awkward because you don't always know. Like, for like for example, I remember going to a Creed concert way back in, like, the late 90s mm. or something. And, 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 you know, I was with the buddy... And I wasn't sure if you're supposed to like dance and sing along. Are we supposed to stand? There's chairs, but it looks like there's space for like a mosh pit. And, you know, and I, I, it ended up being fine because we all like stand and sing this, sing the songs. And then you go to other places and you, everybody's on their feet the whole time. And other places you're mm-hmm. sitting down and mm-hmm. you're just kind of listening to a concert type thing. How, what about this one is an old band with like you just said, older people. It's an old band with old fans. It was more like... There was still cheering, mm-hmm. right, and and whooping, but there was less. Um, like the last show that I saw before, you know, was uh, uh, 2019. We saw Mumford and Sons. Yeah, and that was um, kind of like this crowd, mostly white, mm-hmm. right, um, but more energetic. Like people were up on their feet, singing along, and it's. I mean, it's Mumford and Sons. If you've heard them, yeah. they're especially their first two albums are kind of bluegrass revival, right? Um, kind of sounding. So it's a little, it's a little more energetic. Where um, Genesis songs have some have some that are kind of high energy, but then the progressive rock style means that the song will be high energy for a while, and then will like fade into this long instrumental where some different kind of stuff is happening. And so there were definitely people on their feet. Um, in other sections or, you know, down on the floor seating. Um, but the people like us and everybody around us stayed sitting the whole time. Right. And when you're in a, when you're in an arena like that or, or a stadium, sometimes it just p- depends on the people who are around you. Like if the people around you all start standing, kind of like a, um, a standing ovation at a play, um, if the people around you start standing, you almost have to to still see, uh, you know, if you're trying to see the stage. Um, and so it's sort of, uh, you know, that court, that sort of thing where the mood around you affects, um, you know, what you're going to do. There were times where I thought there would be more um, uh, people's phones with lights. Oh, right. You yeah, know, yeah. What, what used to be lighters back in the day. <laughs> um and and I will say there were <laughs> great. there were there were more than a few people like in the parking lot or around that we could tell were uh, were enjoying some uh, some recreational uh, substance. Correct, correct, correct. As, as we'll say, that's that's legal in Michigan now. So, oh right, yeah, you no, totally could. Why why wouldn't you? N- n- no shade thrown there. Um, you know, probably these guys, you know, did it when they saw the band in their youth illegally and now well, they can well we can say it because it's legal marijuana they're doing they're, marijuana they're, it's is just what like, it's just like drinking like Koi drinking some beer beers before there. the thing now right yeah exactly exactly right. um but yeah it was it was a more subdued crowd um than than some other shows that i've seen or that it, it does sound like fun i i i enjoy i mean like concerts in general but I, I actually kind of enjoy the um, the low key sit down in your chair, listen to, to the people play concerts. I, I like those uh, pretty well. Um, and the other concerts I go to have been like Buffett concerts, where I before I even go in, I I can barely see straight. So um, 
those are different too. <laughs> you know? uh, so, but I haven't, honestly, in my whole life, I haven't gone to a whole lot of concerts. I, I should, I should go to more, uh, I guess. It's just, um, it's just different. It's, I don't know. It's I, always been, it's it, always been a different yeah, thing for it, me. I used to go to the Bluebird in Bloomington all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's a, a different, that's a whole different music, thing. music bar. Yeah. And that's, I barely call that going to a concert. Yeah. And so I could name, like I could list off a bunch of shows that I've been to and it sounds like a lot, but it's really <laughs> not, you know, I'm 40 and I've probably been to fewer than 20 concerts. Yeah. Uh, I, I like um, that you brought up Bluebird so. for, for listeners out there. There, there is a, 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 I don't even say it's a small bar. It's a bar here in Bloomington, Indiana uh, called the Bluebird. And they have, it's just a, like a little bar in the front and in the back, it's just got even a, a kind of a small stage in a, pit ish area that's not big how big is that room you think like 30 by something oh uh, one of our friends would know i i think it's a space that maybe maybe like in fire code could hold like 200 people at most right it's 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 really yeah. not that big um and and they have like big concerts there all the time and the, the thing about us me explaining us over the air here is that um a concert there is where you are. You can see the person eye to eye, even from the back of the room, right? They've got even a bar in the back of the room, and mm-hmm. it's up a little bit. And if you're yeah. there, the, the 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 singer on stage can talk to you. I remember the last one I went there was a, a Third Eye Blind concert. So they in this little space they had Third Eye Blind, which isn't a small band. By the right, way, we right. we did leave that one early, but um the, the it was great because I I think that these people didn't realize that they were coming to a small these are like people who at one point at least filled stadiums and now they're coming to a place that can like you say cram 200 people in there at most um so they were like wow we didn't realize we were doing this but whatever let's just have a good time with it which was really really fun because you're up with this band and they're right in in your face um oh yeah it's a completely different like um I've seen a couple of well-known artists there. Sister Hazel, if you're around our age, they had one hit in the 90s. Um, They used to play there every year. I don't know if they still do. Yeah, that's that's Um, kind of what I was saying is that that even though it's small and I'm kind of – I sound like I was running it down. They have a lot of people come in there. Like there is big names that do come in that place all the time. Yeah, a decent amount of like they played there before they were famous. I think Mumford played there. Mumford definitely played there. Yeah, Mumford and Sons. I saw um, Fitz and the Tantrums, who on their first album, their hit was a song called Money Grabber. And then more recently, um, like Out of My League was on the radio and uh, the the Hands Clap song. Mm, they played that on the at the at the IU games. Um, but they played there two or three times. And I think I saw them both times. But the first time I was there, the venue is so small. Like I went to the merch table and they were there like their songs were on the radio they were a well-known band but i bought their album on vinyl and had them sign it and got a photo with them yeah the, so exactly the, the, the thing it, about yeah, the, those the places... those small little um uh, uh shows you know at, at intimate venues like that are great it's so, it's so great and and one of the, the thing about those is that you always wonder like oh that's that sounds like not a real place or not a real thing it, the thing is is that a lot of these, a lot of bands or singers or whatever might be that they, you know, they started off playing in, in bars, right? They started mm-hmm. off playing in, in yeah. little things. And then, 
And when they get into the big stadium type stuff, it's a whole nother thing. They don't really necessarily connect with audiences the same way. It's, it's literally about making $7 million going out there and putting on a massive production, right? But on these these ones, they I know I've read where they feel it's like you get to be with your fans, right? You get to, you're back in the day where you were hoping that everybody liked your songs. And now you're walking into that same place and everyone loves it. And as everyone is having a party and it's great and you're the center, right? And yeah. it's like 200 yeah. of your very closest friends, which they're not, but it's, it's the way that gives them that feeling of that. And all they have to do is get right. up and play. They don't have to have pyrotechnics and, and big screens and, and perform mm-hmm. on a massive mm-hmm. stage. They can just have a really good time. We, we have this, a similar thing. I'm really, really lucky, which I didn't know growing up that Bloomington has that the bird there. They also have, um, the comedy, uh, what's it called? Um, how we call it? say the comedy, comedy store, the comedy attic, which is also the same kind of thing. It's like you go into this little bitty place that can barely hold 50 people in it. And you have, you know, famous from all around the world, uh, comics come in and you're right there talking to them. Uh, and it, they, they say the same thing. It's like, you know, one of these, you know, we go for big crowds and these big things and they're great. And, and then, you know, well, yeah. And in, and in, yeah. And that's great. I've only been there two or three times, but love it. Love um, it it's, it's cool because it's so small. Like the comic can see you. Like I've seen, you know, dozens and dozens of stand up comedy specials streamed or on YouTube or whatever. But if you're there and like the comic is scanning the room and, you know, catches catches me sees me and he goes oh what's up old timey hat guy <laughs> right no, yeah no, right. I, I love i love newsies <laughs> that's great and i'm like ah he's talking to me that's great <laughs> he's talking to me yeah right yeah the, the, it, it is it is something that you know i am i always forget and it's stupid that i forget that we have these little small places in indiana in a little bitty town in the middle of nowhere and and i honestly mm. because of this i don't know i'm pitching bloomington here but um, it's, it's that it's one of those, Hey, is there, is there a secret place that people go that are, you know, that aren't LA or New York? Yeah. This is actually for singers and for comics. These two places are our place. And it's always, I'm always done going into the bird and going into, uh, the comedy attic and seeing the things all over the walls that, you know, that they, they've signed their pictures and they how they gush all over the owner and the, 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 the audience and stuff like that. So I, I honestly have no idea how they afford them in those two places. Uh, getting that many people they've it's got to be some kind of like a hey, we'll do it for a small amount of money i have no idea but anyway yeah well the the a lot of the ones i've been to they're um the radio station um oh smart yeah i can't think of what it is it's that the like the one the independent station from indie that plays good music all the time that's not you know part of clear channel or comcast right. or whatever um they do a toys for tots show so it's charity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a charity show, and the the tickets are still more than usual Bluebird tickets, but they're still like I don't know twenty bucks or something. They're still cheaper than you would pay to see these bands anywhere else. Oh yeah, for um, for those people listening too, don't think that these are three hundred dollar tickets to either of those venues. They're packed full of college kids, and uh, which can be a positive and a negative. But you know, mm-hmm. I I go to see Mark. Mark Marin at the comedy attic and it's like 30 bucks, you know, that's yeah. nothing. You know, if I feel, I feel well, that if in, I would go watch him in LA, it'd be like exorbitantly expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And in both cases, you know, musicians and uh, comedians, they all started 
somewhere small. I mean, maybe, you know, there's probably somebody somewhere like I doubt Miley Cyrus ever played in a bar, you know, yeah. because her dad was famous. But like, you know, the Beatles started out playing in small clubs right. and stuff. Um, and, you know, I I think for the most part, every comedian started except maybe uh, Ricky Gervais, who got famous for making The Office and then tried to do stand up. But, you know, the ones that, you know, most of them, I should say, not all of them, but almost all of them started small. So if they, you know, can still connect with that, that origin of their, uh, of their, of their lives, of their story, you know, they'll, and, they'll and appreciate I, that. I'm too. sure. And, and I bet I can only imagine, I've not done this, but I can only imagine that like when you're trying to make a real life living in this career, it's, it's so brutal. And then hmm. you get a call from somewhere else and saying, Hey, we'll fly you out here and put on a show and we'll, and you'll walk away from it with at least a paycheck to pay the rent. And then you go for that experience and it's actually fun and kind and the, and the, the people are nice and the uh, owner is nice and it's a pleasant experience. It's kind of like one of those, like, I don't mind going back to that experience now just because it makes me feel good. It was a feel good experience then. And I can do that now. I'm sure that's part of that thing too, right? Like almost mm-hmm. a, Hey guys, look, I'm, I made it. And, and now we're talking. So I remember last one I saw at the, at the comedy ad, by the way, is a, a guy named Justin Willman, who's a, uh, I don't say comic, but he's a he's a magician and on Netflix. He's got several seasons mm. of a show called Magic for Humans. Um, I've seen I've seen that with our buddy Trotsky because he's big in oh, it's, it, and, and street I just magic. Saw stuff. his show randomly at the Comedy Attic, and he was there, and it was just phenomenal, just so phenomenal. Like you think his stuff is good on TV when he does it to you live in person, it's just mind blowing type stuff. So anyway, uh, that was a, a long tangent from talking about your show that you went to and how. You know, seeing a concert or a big thing like Genesis with what I can assume is a large amount of people can be different than, you know, what what I have seen here in town, which is these small little kind of intimate type uh, connections that you have with a totally, totally different experiences, sure, sure. right? Or there's those ones that like they have the acoustic shows that people will go and they'll just like send around a stage. Um, I know, um, oh, we're going to talk about him in a minute here with our show of the week. Uh, um the the uh, comic he's one of the biggest comics out right now or forever um oh Chappelle Chappelle Dave Chappelle yeah Dave Chappelle on his, his a lot of his his shows he's just got kind of a small group in front of him and that dude can definitely sell out stadiums right mm-hmm. so you know they they still do those things it's 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 really great I, I I enjoy those if you can ever go to those smaller concerts uh, or shows or whatever it might be uh, to that one. So, hey, I'm going to segue this off because we we've having a real good time talking about our our week. But i i do have I do have one. Oh, yeah. I, I i i wasn't I wasn't fast enough to catch you before you started segueing. Sorry. But this is also going to seem out of left field, but it's it's connected to what we've been talking about for the uh, we're like halfway through our time here. Um, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to pitch an older anime. Oh, okay. I bet I I, I bet you weren't expecting. No, that. I I, w- I, um, I was not here. Throw me for a loop. Okay, I was segueing so, into a whole thing, and you got me a new one. Okay, yeah, Anime. yeah, yeah. What do we so, got? um, so you were talking about that interacting with the fan and fans and musicians and all this. So I watched this show, um, this anime. It had one season and then was off for a long time, and then I think last fall in 2020, 
um, they released a second season. So it's like there's this whole big gap in between. And it took me a while to get into um, because of the the production of it. It's a what they call an idol show, which are if you're not into um, anime or uh, Japanese Asian culture, like if you if you imagine if I say K-pop. Yes. Um, this is like that, except that's Korea. And I think we would call it J-pop here. So Japanese pop music. Um, and an idol group is like a girl band, right? So yes. like you imagine our, our boy bands from the nineties, except with all female members. Um, and in the production of the show, especially in the early episodes, the, the, the like dance and production, the shows that they do are done in CG. And so it's, it's kind of awkward. Like I've said before, I'm not really into that, but, um, the premise of the show and again this is going to seem uh, very strange uh the show is called zombie land saga <laughs> okay maybe zombie land is is two words but it's um it's saga prefecture right that's uh, that's the region in japan and so it's kind of dual dual meaning there in the title but um this guy who's their band member or their band manager um brings these there are like seven of them um brings these singers back from the dead as zombies right remember i said zombies correct correct that sounds weird too so <laughs> l- l- let me jump ahead so to, the, right. to the to the story example i mean i don't want to recommend something and people go what the <laughs> <laughs> zombies the man right. zombies um there's a point so the 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 main girl of the group is a normal girl who like wants to she has a dream of being an idol and then she dies in the first episode so i guess spoiler though there are a lot of anime that start with the main character that is a spoiler all right fine it's it it's a whole genre thing um so she is just herself and the rest of the characters the rest of the girls are all different types of um performers from different eras Right, so there's a girl from, I want to say Edo era or something. She's like from the 1860s. Okay, so she was a like courtesan, um, and she doesn't know, you know, she has to learn all technology and stuff. And then there's a pop singer from the 80s. There's an idol uh, front girl from like 2008 or something. Yeah, you know, not very long ago. There's a TV child star. There's a sort of punk rock singer. Um, and I feel like there's at least one more that I'm forgetting. But anyway, there's a point about halfway into the show, once once they've started to get the hang of like working together and performing together, where they're trying to, um, you know, have their band, their idol group, um, you know, really make it work. And there's there's conflict between the um, the idol band leader, the idol group leader, and the singer from the '80s because the one from the '80s is not comfortable interacting with the fans, right? Okay. When she was famous and singing, it was she was up on stage on her own and she performed, and you know she was sort of protected from the fans. Where uh, the more the more recent girl in 2008 being famous, being a fan meant like going out and after the show and meeting people and taking selfies together and doing, doing all this interacting. 
Um, and so I use that as an example as that was a moment in the show where I could really appreciate the story that was being told despite the really goofy premise. <laughs> right. Right. Like these these characters and they're zombies, so they're immortal and they look like gross monsters all the time. But when they're on stage, they have makeup so that they look normal, like normal well, girls because they're th- This is they're definitely hiding. a premise only told by anime. Right? Like, you can only, only told be in told anime. By anime. Right. It's so, so right. perfect. I love it. And like nobody... Nobody can tell that they're uh, that they're zombies, even though like sometimes their heads pop off and stuff, <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's very goofy and weird. But then there are these, you know, sort of sweet moments, or like they go through this conflict and then they get up on stage, and you know, there's nobody there, but they've got like these two guys who are sort of their you know number one fans who follow them around from show to show, and so then eventually toward the end when they play in a big crowd and you know a bunch of people show up like you can feel the sort of uh you know success the triumph of that of that story man, anyway man, what what it, what that's a show i enjoyed it I, I i could not imagine if i was like a 20 something person living in japan with a a roommate I would be watching the most craziest like things every week because <laughs> I mean anime has just got and we we've talked about this before how broad the, the, the genre is like it's got the most yeah. most broad like they just explore every kind of creative thing you could possibly think if you don't can't appreciate yeah. that then then you're you're just you you need to stop because that the the genre of anime does explore everything that you could imagine and things you could never imagine. And, and I, I also attribute that a lot to the Japanese people and the culture. I think that they are the most like uh, unique and interesting culture overall of, of so many things. And, and the, it shows in their anime movies, I, I think. And that was one example. How, how would I have imagined writing a story about like that and making a thing and then it have a sincere like connections and people and storyline and stuff. And like, you know, in America, if someone pitched that to a studio producer, they would, you know, they'd be looking at their money type thing. And this makes no sense. Are you selling a zombie movie here? Are you selling a, a teen movie here? Are you thinking like, no, it's just, I want to make a, a, here's my premise and I'm going to make it good. That's so cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anime is, is so in, in, impressive. Sorry for the, our listeners here. What was the name of that show again? Uh, it's called Zombieland Saga. Zombieland Saga. I'm, I, I, I've mentioned this before. I in this, you may not consider it anime, but I, I'm gonna. I got on my list to go watch the the new League of Legends show that everybody's um, freaking out about, and that's mm. not necessarily kind of anime, but um, I, it's it, just looking at it has made me like kind of have my putting me in the anime mode again to want to watch other shows and such. And Cowboy Bebop mm. as well is another thing that I, that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I've not watched the live action one, but just all this kind of being in my circle is getting me like in the mood that I occasionally go through. Yeah. I watched the first little bit of that, but I still have not finished the original um, animated series, mm-hmm. uh, Cowboy Bebop I'm talking about here. Um, and so that's, it's moved up on my list of like, if I'm going to try and watch this live action, I really need to go back. It's, it's one of those things where the the original is is old enough now um that it 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 doesn't feel like the other like most anime that I watch because I watch new stuff. Yeah. Um and the pacing of it is kind of slow. It's actually 
it's more like a Western. And I mean, it's called Cowboy Bebop. So that's probably not surprising to anybody. But it's got some of the... um, some of the elements I think that inspired Firefly because mm-hmm. it's, 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 you know, cowboys in space. Uh, but it, he's not really a cowboy. It's bounty hunter kind of thing. But, right. um, I, w- I yeah. wonder, I do wonder about this and, and I, I'm going to follow along with the way, you know, your, your way, your process you're doing here is I wonder if that will inhibit the enjoyment of the new thing. I have, I, the reviews on cowboy Bebop have been, Cowboy Bebop, the new live action thing, has been all over the, the map. There, there is no consensus. If anything, it's 50-50 between everybody. Um, meaning yeah, that people that love well. it or hate it. One of those type things. Uh, and, and I wonder if um, it's because, I mean, we, there's so many different reasons, but the popular theory is that like people who were huge fans of the original just cannot get on board with the, the new one. And people who have never seen the original love the new one. So... You know, it's kind of like this stark type things. I wonder if watching the originals and liking the originals will inhibit your enjoyment of the the new one, right? We'll, we'll follow along and we'll find. You'll, yeah, you'll, maybe you'll run know. that experiment for us. Um, and and I, I think what I'm going to do because I've thought the same thing. I think I'm going to might do it the opposite. I might watch the the live action thing and then hmm. and see if if I don't like it, then see like oh I'm going to watch the anime because the anime is clearly better. Or if I really, really enjoy this one, maybe it will make my anime experience better. Because if it's good, then I would like it anyway. So, yeah, right, that, that's interesting. Okay, so we're we're growing fast on our time here. Let's let's talk about our Dave Chappelle show, shall we? For the movie of the week, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I said earlier that um, uh, I was ta- I was describing the turkey. And while it was smoking, we were all, you know, standing outside, hanging out, talking about different stuff. And somebody brought up the new Chappelle special. And I think I said that I had just started it, but not finished it. And then tried to kind of pivot the conversation because I don't want to talk about politics in my <laughs> right. family. Um, because it was kind of controversial. And I'm like, nobody in my family was, well, probably two thirds of my family would not watch Chappelle because he swears too much. And the the other few who would would not be offended that he's taken shots at the trans community or whatever people were upset about with that. I'm not again, I'm not saying that to be disparaging. I just am not yeah. well versed on the controversy. Um and anyway, uh my dad, who I'm sure has never seen a Chappelle stand up special, was like, Was he in this movie? And I'm like, No, that was you know, somebody else. It's like the comedians who crossed over to become actors, right? Eddie Murphy. Right. Um, there's a whole list. I guess Cosby is on that list, though. Cosby. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Cosby. Mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know that I've seen Chappelle in any movies. And uh, I think it was Andrew pulled up IMDb on his phone. And he was like, oh, he was in this and he was then then this and he was in You've Got Mail. I'm like, oh, was he the, is he the funny black friend of Tom Hanks? Like, yeah, he's, you know, thing that was a trope, especially in the nineties. Um, and you know, most of the rest of his movies are, uh, how do I want to say this? They're like Tyler Perry kind of movies. Yes. Right. Right. Where, where you have a lot of African-American cast. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, I forgot that that was, it's like, 
such an inconsequential character, right? right? That like could have it could have been every anybody. time he shows up, I'm like, oh. Right, he seems so out of place, and and not because of his race or anything, oh, just because oh, right, he's oh, right, not a comedic. Chappelle, and he's in like, yeah, yeah. He, Dave, Dave he doesn't Chappelle really... is a leader and a star of his own bright light, and then yeah, has a like really small has side. a really strong personality, you know, and and he's doing he's doing a part in this movie that literally anybody could have done. Right. Um, so, you know, side note: deli- before we launch the Earth, deliver thing, a few lines. I, I I will add only one little thing about the Chappelle show. If you watch his recent special, watch it all the way through. I mean, I, I, that's all I really say about it is I, I think I think that the controversy comes as he always does. He stirs things up, and if if you get stirred up and offended, and then you leave, you don't get to see the resolution. It's kind of like getting stirred up by the the setup and not hearing the punchline. So because mm-hmm. you know, heaven forbid, he's a comic. That's the way that works. So uh, yeah, I, I know. I, I recommend. I that said too. I only watched the first little bit of it, but that was not because I was triggered or offended. I actually was very amused. Yes. I just. Uh, I don't remember what I was doing. Maybe I started it right before we were recording one week yeah. or something. Like I just couldn't finish it for. Yeah. I, I, would, I would just recommend that to to any listeners too that that you know like oh I'm not sure about this stuff. Controversy aside, whatever it might be, I don't, and we don't want to go into it because we don't do that here. It's just you know watch the whole thing and then you know have an opinion on it. I think is is, is a good thing because I, th- I I think the uh, the ending the way it all kind of works and comes together is is I don't say punchline but the whole thing that he does is is. Worth so, worth so, the, the point. So we're not we're not going to talk about how last week on the podcast you had a bunch of reactions to Wheel of Time after seeing half of the first episode. Wait, that we're, wasn't last week, was it? I, I was that last week. That might last. Uh, maybe or was that just before. on chat? I think that was just on chat. May, maybe it was just on chat and not on the air. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Dave Chappelle or <laughs> Wheel of Time. Though, if we have time, we'll talk about Wheel of Time later. Uh, we're talking about the 1998 Nora Ephron. Uh, a romantic comedy. You've got mail. You've got mail with uh, you. My my, my uh, teenage crush Meg Ryan for for sure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think you know one of the things that makes her even more or this part of of uh, crushable is that she is so into Tom Hanks. And I've always considered Tom Hanks like the most average guy around out there. Granted, the dude right, is right. like the most phenomenal actor you know of history. I'll go down as a legend, but still he's. He's just kind of an average-looking dude, right? So right, you know, right. y- you see something like Meg Ryan get together with uh, uh, um, Tom Hanks, you think, "Oh, maybe I could," right? You know. So <laughs> I think I had mentioned to you that this is the movie that um, uh, set me on the path of being a um, uh, a romantic person and like you know, hopeful romantic for for my mm. formative years as a youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I, you know, Sleep is in Seattle. And uh, when Harry met Sally, or Meg Ryan movies that are all done by the same group, there other other Nora Ephron movies, correct? Starring starring Meg Ryan, yeah. And 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 those are all fine, but this one, this one here is the one that was just like still kind of. I guess I'm putting my final judgments early, obviously. That 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 did it for me, and 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 even watching it now, you know, there is nothing that I don't like about this movie. I I, I can't find a spot that bugs me or that I would put off every little character with their little one-off little lines that they say, even Dave Chappelle showing up out of nowhere here and there. And he's not even say he doesn't even say like funny lines per se. He's just that role that he plays. Everyone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. works. And, and every time I watch this show, you know, every couple years or so, I, I, I still enjoy the fact that his, his aunt is, 
a kid by his grandpa who's married to this young girl. I'm I, I laugh at the idea that his stepmom is always kind of hitting on him all the time, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and and has a also has a kid that is way younger than his aunt even. Uh, I, things like that. Just I just love so much, and not to mention just super applauding Meg Ryan's um, just phenomenal performance at every line she gets or when she's not giving a line she she does this thing where uh in one of the scenes uh she he says like you gotta go to the mattresses right he's doing the the godfather Mm -hmm. quotes you gotta go to the mattresses he tells her to go and fight for the thing right and the next scene is they're in the store and there's a lot of people and there's the cameras and there's stuff around and she's in the background and meg ryan is just doing like a little boxing thing right she's like shadow shadow boxing boxing. right and i'm like that is just her acting in this little scene and it was just it's just uh, the word is adorable i can't think of, like she's just so adorable mm-hmm. in the background and so lovable uh, of a character right there and she just has i can't even say it. she just like this little thing with her nose and then she kind of punches a little bit and then looks at somebody else and then so, you hear so, somebody say something and she kind of responds to it while they're in the back and like this is just great all of these little things aren't on a page and make the character very likable Right in the whole thing, and yeah. uh, so besides her performance, obviously Tom Hanks does also equally as good with you know a a caring he the way the transition he goes through being you know Fox and the this is my business thing and and genuinely falling for this person. I like when he goes on his 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 date and he's antsy and with Dave Chappelle and he's um, scared mm-hmm. about meeting yep. her yep. for the first time and he says. Um, Obviously, he's worried about her appearance. You know, it is, however we say or not, it's one of those things. Um, he is, um, he stops him as Dave, she gets Dave Chappelle and, and he says, like, this is the most adorable, wonderful person that I've ever met in my entire life. And no matter, if she even looks like halfway, like as good as a doorknob, I would be a fool not to marry her on the spot. Like that line right there was just so great by him. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's this that like, I truly love this person that I've never met before. And I'm terrified because I have to introduce this whole like reality thing in, into it. Um, and, and I loved it again. So he's endearing me in those kind of, you know, moments too. So th- I don't know. I, I could gush forever about this, but there's, there's nothing still that I didn't like about this movie that I, I've never not liked about it. And, and I can't think of a bad thing to even the very ending, which is nothing, nothing beats it more where, where the looks on her face of when she realizes it's him and she thinks we're mm-hmm. not. And that is 100% acting that no one else you know, can do. Um, and I can watch it over and over and over again when she does the realization and then kind of starts to cry and then gasps, but doesn't. And then, you know, belongs. he tells her not to cry. Yeah. It's, don't, don't cry shop girl. You know, like, Oh, mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. my heart breaks every time. And, and you know, it's all because <laughs> of, of, of three, three or four minutes of her looks. Right. It, it, at the right, camera. So right. what, what an incredible actress I, I have to say. So <laughs> <laughs> she's a so, face actress, right? She's a face actor. So she's, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Sorry, I didn't mean to, if you don't like it, that's fine, Dennis. I don't mean to gush too. No, too, no, too no, no. I mean this was this was my pick. I saw this in the theater. I'm just I'm just searching for like so you know I don't you know I love this movie too. Um, there are there are things in it that are 
that are goofy, that are goofy. silly, that yeah, are unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to watch any movie in this genre and not find something unrealistic. Right. Um, what, the, what, wait, what was your the, thing you sent me that you said about like this totally? What was you say? This totally threw off my expectations or of online. Well, oh, sure. So, so that's <laughs> that's my my personal sort of thing. So, this movie came out in '98. I graduated high school in '99. Um, by '98, I was already using the internet. Right? We had mm-hmm. we had AOL Instant Messenger. We had uh, ICQ. If you remember ICQ, that, ICQ. Well, uh, right. Uh, technology. Right. Um, I I never had AOL, the internet service. I never had an AOL email address. But I used AOL Instant Messenger. So like when he IMs her and it's like, I had a feeling you'd be up. I'm like, oh, it's AIM. <laughs> AIM. That's right, yeah. Um, and, and she's just like startled. Every- <gasps> right, yeah. Everything about this, I was like, "Oh, there's this cute, and it's and it's cute because of the anonymity." And now, you know, looking back twenty plus odd years later, I'm like, ah, "The anonymity is like the worst thing about the internet. <laughs> it's the worst, right?" Yeah. But in but in this movie, it's the cute thing, and you know, this movie is you know vaguely based on an old uh, Jimmy Stewart movie called Shop Around the Corner, which is mm-hmm. why her store is called Shop Around the Corner. Hey, it's can I ask a question uh, about that? You, have you watched that before? I, I haven't watched it. I watched it, but it's been at least ten years ago. Because, because there, the 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 older grandpa makes mention of going on constantly about going on a date with the mom at the shop around the corner, and I wonder if that's tied in intentionally or not. Mm. Like if he's supposed to be like, oh, that's the guy from the show or something like that. Oh, uh, that could be. I don't he's, know. He's always I, like, oh, it's so and so shop. Oh, I had a date with her once. I think. It was yeah, I think that's right? the that's the connection as they're talking about her mother, who you don't see. You know, she's just alluded to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in hey, I want to watch context, it. Now. But, now I want to watch. Huh? Yeah, it's it's cute. It's a different it's a different idea. Like they're coworkers in the same store, but they're pen pals. So you have that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that anonymity aspect of it. Um, the ending is similar, but not as cute or sweet because you know the era is is different. Jimmy Stewart is a different. He's he's not uh, he's not George Bailey. Jimmy yeah. Stewart. He's probably yeah. a little more like the like the Hitchcock era. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Um, you know, so so watching it again was you know, and I've seen it so many times. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. Oh, um, I didn't see it in the theater. That would have been fun. And and loved it. And you know, I know most all the lines as they're as they're coming. Mm-hmm. And um, something I didn't notice, uh, um, you know, on earlier watches. But uh, my sister Sarah is, um, you know, she has an English degree. She's um, she's working on writing some kind of book, but she, she doesn't talk about it. So I don't know any <laughs> of the details. It, it's some kind of novel, but early on when they're, they're quoting, they're doing this, this voiceover and all the, the sort of ridiculous, like nobody communicates on a computer. I mean, we all phones now, but even on phones, nobody fades in and out of typing and like self narration, the way that these actors are doing, but obviously that's for us. Right, this movie would be no good if we had to read everything that they're emailing to each other. Um, but her, like the purple prose that she uses to describe the New York in the fall, and oh right, yeah. and 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 all this kind of stuff with these metaphors. And Sarah goes, 
uh, she writes like a YA author, which <laughs> I'm sure is pr- intentional because she is owns and is running a children's bookstore. Like right. she grew up on, you know, Anne of Green Gables and Little Women and all of that stuff. So of course she writes that way. Yeah, and she, and she's she's always reading um like Pride and Prejudice and stuff. Pride and Prejudice, of course, of course. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So you know, personally for me, like I got you know over the years more. Uh, um, what's the word I want to say? Like more pragmatic or or cynical about the story like this because it's so <laughs> sure. it's sure. so idyllic. Like they're both in relationships at the beginning of the story, and yes, Parker Posey's character is just awful. And I mean, they're really both like cartoons. She and Greg Kinnear both Greg are Kinnear. just completely self absorbed. Yeah. Um, they're they're not know, worthless. Jerks. Like when when they they both separate, they're they're not jerks. Good, I'll right. I'll give I'll give Nora Ephron that for this for this movie. Like it's so it's such a cliche in romantic comedies for you know one one of the romantic leads to be available and the other one to be in a relationship, but their significant other is always just a caricature of like the most hateable right you know you if it's you want them if it's to a, break up right if it's a girl you know she's already unfaithful or if it's a guy like you know the 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 uh romantic lead the leading man will get a ride or or run into the leading lady's current boyfriend like in the bathroom right and they've never met their total strangers and he's bragging about all the other girls that he gets with on his business right. trips or whatever, which is completely unrealistic. And it's just there to make sure that you don't get confused and feel bad for this guy who's going to get dumped at the beginning of act two. Right. Well, but she solves it in a, in a really nice little way in that like they, when all of them do their individual breakups, it's very kind of like, yeah, it's just, it's just completely perfectly. I'll say, a little unrealistically amicable. Yes. Just like, eh, no, no, we were never really in love. to just break up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially, uh, the, the Meg Ryan character and Greg Kinnear. Like mm-hmm. when, when they, when they break up, like she says, like, you're not in love with me. He's like, Oh, I'm not and like, I'm not in love with you. Oh, it's so great. And then they immediately start talking about like encouraging each other in relationships and stuff. Like yeah. it, it's, it's, al- it's almost <laughs> one of those, like, here's my thing, Dennis, that I, um, I know that the, the the cynical view of these kind of movies. This is where I was I, pigeonholed. And I the think that's and, is, and you. You reminded you reminded me of that. It was more. It was more than than the breakups being amicable. It was that like in the same conversation as the breakup, the the former significant other was now like the best friend trying to help them find their next person. And I'm like, okay, even the most amicable breakup does not go to that like help right. you find somebody else moments later right like well, come well, on well that, that's 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 where I, I like to say like and, and i get a lot of flack for this too is is that um or, or for for liking these kind of things it's it's that it's sure the, the the cynical idea is that like oh that's 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 not realistic it's not true that's that's way beyond what could be believable and that's not wrong that's totally true that the thing that i always like these shows for is it it's it's one of those things that like shows you what you want it to be like what what the what the goal is right like the goal would be that a breakup ends this wonderful way right that that's the 
we get to see these people have this wonderful online relationship and we have this wonderful yeah. connection. Yeah. Like it's it's not realistic because it's almost not attainable and I know that is a a problem for many people like I I can't sure. let's say I can't sure. handle the fact that I can't get to that perfection so I I, I might as well not try, right? For for me I'm one of those people that watches an action show or a, a hero s- story or whatever. And, and I know that I may not be able to be that perfect kind of thing, but it gives me that something to strive for or to go for. If you're, if you're in a, in a relationship, you want to try and be form that connection. You want to try and, or if a breakup happens, hopefully it ends up, you could be the person help that ends up where you can encourage somebody like, like it's not realistic that that will be that way. But I like that the I like some of these the things I like in some of these movies is that it makes me feel like this is what I should do right I, I this is the way mm. I should be towards uh, somebody I care about well or, yeah and right. and I used to I used to say this before um, my sisters finally got mom to watch uh, all the Marvel films the yeah. MCU films and well that's all I don't want to get into a conversation about the merits of the Marvel films but. Um, you know, for years, mom would not watch, you know, quote unquote, the shows the rest of us watch. Like mm-hmm. anything sci-fi, fantasy, or or the umbrella term speculative fiction, like it's not real, right? It's right. it's it's fake. It's unrealistic. And I'm like, rom coms aren't real either. Like right. it's just instead of a made up spaceship, you have this made up situation where a guy runs to a girl at the airport and gives her a monologue and she falls in love with him immediately. Yes. Like both of those are fantasies. Um, And, you know, they're there. I mean, somebody smart smarter than me could write a dissertation on the differences and the merits of, of either type of fantasy or escapism or, or all that kind of stuff. But it's, I mean, for some of these movies, in this genre, and I maybe I don't want to get into a whole thing about this genre. We don't really have time for that because I've gone into this before. Like sometimes it's just about escapism, and sometimes it's about what you're talking about. I mean, we talked about that with Ted Lasso. Yes, te- there are like a ton nice of Ted Lasso. Good, good there are numbers. a ton of you know. I mean, and Ted Lasso yes. is great. Like I, I don't have enough time, and you can go back like <laughs> two or three shows, and we gush about Ted Lasso for a whole podcast. But, um. The personal conflicts and the and the romantic uh, um, conflicts again yeah. in that series are like this movie resolved in a in a very quick, almost implausible way. Correct. But most of the time, walk the line between being fully unrealistic and just being the best possible version of reality. Correct. Right. If you you do the well Doctor said. Strange yeah. Infinity War thing, where yeah, there are a hundred ways this conversation could have gone, and this one is the best. Um, right. And that happens every time, and so that part of in, in Ted Lasso, and you're like, eh, okay. I I, um, I, love, I love that you said that. I I think that that Ted Lasso comparison was well well said, Dennis. I, I'm applauding you for that because I because I and, think that is the best way to describe that is like Ted Lasso is also unbelievably perfect in times and and unattainable. But we love it because not because we can necessarily be as great in resolving our relationships as Keely and Roy and things like that, mm-hmm. or, or, or make the right choices at all the time that, that, that these people do. Uh, but it, it lets you know that, like, hey, 
this is the end result of something we would want. Like, right. This is, this is where we want to go in a relationship or if it's a, like an action movie, uh, where you want to be as a hero, right. Or, or right. where it might be like, as, a, as an honorable person, when I, I would watch like Excalibur or night movies. I, I want to see where I, an example, an ideal of where I want to be as a good man and as a good person. Um, and, and then, so it's it's almost an an ideal an idol type situation. I'm not saying that Tom Hanks or Meg Ryan are my idol, but it's it's an example. A movie is an example of a where you want to go to make you know how he sacrifices to make her happy, she sacrifices to make him happy. It's not in the in, and every time you watch romantic comedies, it's always one of the, the real point of those is like what different situation are these people in that they can have those ideals come through. So right um, right. Yeah, and anyway, I, we both love this show. There's no real, you know, <laughs> su- surprise about that. Um, yeah, this no. is honestly, I, I mean, this movie here is the one that belongs in the top 100 for me, and top top of romantic ones. It was the Notebook, I think, in our in our 100 poster list. Um, which uh, I understand. There's there's you know personal opinions here, but but for me, you got mail uh, belongs in that spot. Uh, I, I just love it a lot. Yeah, I would I would definitely put this above the Notebook. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. nothing, disparaging the nothing notebook, against but. that movie. I I read the book, you know, it's the Notebook book. <laughs> yeah, Notebook book book. Uh, oh wait, man, wait, we did we did have not even really discussed what what happens next week. Um, what I have to pick, right? Oh my gosh. Oh, you have to pick. You have to pick a movie. We've got. Oh man, we've got Christmas time coming up. Is there anything that I? I don't think I have anything on my list. It's it's Christmas. Put any time. Christmas movies on the. Hmm. What should we watch? It's got to be fun. It's got to be a happy a happy thing. I mean, I cannot follow up. You've got mail with something, you know, terrible. Uh, mm. I was going to say Silver Lines Playbook, playbook, but that's that's a uh, romance, but like serious. Hmm. What dreams may come is also another good romance. See, I'm stuck in the romance thing now. It's what's what's happening. Mm. Uh, man, I don't know. Let's let's. All right, I'm going to go to our listeners' pick. Let's 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 go to a different one here. Uh, what about American Astronaut? Okay. By I our, saw that years our, ago. I don't remember it at all. And I feel like Zahn said it was a musical. Oh, okay. I switched in my mind then. We're going to Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> we will We will get to American abort, Astronaut. Abort. But, but I want I want, right, I want, well, a, if, I want a happy if we, if we do that, we got to get our buddy Pat on. Remember okay, we'll do his, that. Bre- that breakfast, pick, so. breakfast Club. Because I, I, I think Pat, Pat had, he and I were talking about it and how much we liked it back okay, in the day. More, more John Hughes. We haven't seen a John Hughes movie since, uh, what was, I, I picked a John Hughes movie that we just watched. Oh, Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom, right, yeah. I, I, I've I not seen this in a long time. So, honestly, it, it'll be a good refresher uh, on things. Mm. And and it, and it is an old, what is this, 80s? Is this 80s? I think this is 80s. Yeah, this is like the, this is Mean Girls for the Gen Xers. Which right. We're Gen Xers, so that's a weird, but I'm a, I'm a very young Gen Xer. Right. So, so all right, cool. Breakfast well, we're club. we're running a little long. We've got time for maybe one of these three TV shows on our oh. list. There are there are four TV, but you said you didn't watch Discovery, which is fine. I have nothing but bad things to say about the first episode. <laughs> nothing but bad things to say. Discovery season four, uh, and that's time that's me. Should, I'm the Star Trek I think guy. Wheel of Time de- uh, deserves more than a, a rushed discussion. Okay, uh, so yeah. let's put put that one off. Uh, let, my let's... my only I can I can give my really quick. Like the first three episodes gave me very mixed feelings, but I enjoyed the fourth episode very much. Mm, yeah, I, I I don't have much of a 
I don't have much of a review on, on them yet. I actually sure. pushing it off is probably better because I, I I don't I'm I'm kind of ambivalent yeah. either way so far on, on the thing. I, I yeah, I'm waiting. To... I'm waiting. So okay. so pushing that one's off is a good idea. Uh, for all mankind, same thing. I've I've watched that four episodes of that one so far. I know you watched more of those. Um, mm-hmm. So let let's talk about that one a little bit more later. So uh, listeners, uh, catch up on with us on some for for all mankind. It's an Apple Plus show. And Wheel yep. of Time, which is an Amazon show, um, mm-hmm. th- those we'll be talking about those like in large series kind of broad strokes uh, coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, but we can say Hawkeye because the, uh, there's three episodes out as of today. I have only watched two, um, and you okay. watched one. I've only um, seen the first one. I, I, I go sit and lead, and like, I really enjoy this so far. I it's something about production quality. I think I, I, I'm I've got to be some a better student of film. I don't, I've got to figure out how I can study film a little bit better because <laughs> it's just something sometimes about production quality or directing or maybe a cinematography. I can't quite put my finger on it that makes a thing feel a little bit more realistic because there's some really goofy things. And I'm trying to think if it's episode one or two that happen. There's some. There's a couple of things that would be goofy, not realistic stuff, but, but the way the camera is shot or maybe the actors are acting or the writing or something makes it feel fine. Like it's normal and it's okay. And this is like, I'm watching a movie instead of a made for TV thing. Hmm. Um, so, so far, I think that's maybe episode two, but in, so far in, in these short ones, uh, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the fact that, uh, Hawkeye is a regular dude. Unlike hmm. all the other Avengers who are like super soldier, crazy, you know, people, Sure, and and he's, and I I like that they're leaning into that he just he just wants to kind of like live a normal life. He's he's lived a normal life, and I think he kind of fell into the Avengers, and um, he's just like and that is that is Clint Barton in the comics too. It's it's like Clint Barton's been around forever, but he's never been like the Avenger, right? He's a guy with a bow and an arrow, right? Arrow um, guy, right? Arrow guy, uh, so. I, I like how um, the actor plays him and is playing him in this show and kind of plays him that way. And I think it's going to, you know, only endear you to make him better further on. I am kind of a, a fan of the actress. I can't think of her name right now. Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. That's it. Uh, I liked her in Bumblebee. Um, mm, the the Transformers, movie, Transformers IP right. is close to my heart, obviously. And the Transformers movies have been pretty terrible. Um, so Bumblebee was a surprise good, and I think she was part of the fact that it made it pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kate Bishop I, in this one, I I don't know a whole lot about Kate Bishop in the comic, just like overview. Um, so whoever this character is is a little interesting so far, um, but it's only like an episode or two. So um, yeah, I've yeah. I've just seen I've just seen this first episode. I like I like Haley Steinfeld fine. She's the lead in um, Dickinson, the Emily Dickinson. Apple hmm. TV series that I mentioned a few okay. weeks ago. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I didn't like her as much in that at first. Yeah. Um, she It seemed like she was supposed to be a sort of Lizzie Bennett kind of character, and she seemed like not not really too young, but it didn't, it didn't really work. And then the more the show went on, the more I saw her, like, the character being played a little more... Um, childish a little more like i don't know anything about emily dickinson but Mm. you know she lives in this you know sort sort of sheltered secluded um kind of 
kind of life in that era where she she's always wants to get out and she writes this dark poetry when you know it's really this you know almost sort of first world problem thing because she's part of a wealthy family and you know she hates her life but her life is actually really good um anyway that's i didn't want to talk about that uh <laughs> a, a show that much um it's it was a little distracting for me to see um the actress playing the mom she was in the departed i don't know if you remember mm-hmm. i love that, that character i love that movie yeah. she's the she's the psychiatrist in that mm-hmm. movie which of course is years and years ago so she looks um very different now yeah um but as far as the story at least as of the first episode um it seemed it seemed fine um i didn't there was nothing that i overtly disliked it feels like it's written a little younger for me is it for for is that because of the the kate character maybe yeah maybe yeah Um, i can see that i can see that and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that i won't enjoy it right like i've recommended um the anime series my hero academia Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i i actually quoted a line from that show in the opening sequence when she's there this is i don't know it's like sort of a spoiler but like for the first five minutes of the show so if you haven't seen this you could skip ahead because we're maybe going to talk about the first episode a little bit um but when she's there in the building and sees hawkeye up on the thing shooting the aliens i was like oh it's my hero in, in I thought that was a cool my, scene. I, I liked my, how they put it, the Avengers scene. It in was. It was scene. just. It, it you know it it reminded me of You're my right. Hero Academia because yeah. you you know you see that which that anime is you know part of what took me so long to get into it is it's very clearly especially in the beginning written for a much younger audience. Right. Um, right. It's the same reason. It's the same reason that I've never watched Last Airbender, even though people rave about it. Yeah. I'm like this is it's such a kids show. And yeah. I'm not saying that right. that Hawkeye is a series for kids, but it it seems to be leaning a little more kid series than um than is my particular taste. I, but I, I mean I good, that's a good that's a good question and and I wonder I wonder like I've only seen two so I I don't know as much either. I will say episode 2 I don't know. I don't know if I don't. I don't know. It, it, it could go either way. We're we're not we're not far enough to understand that because I'm say I was gonna say episode two uh, takes you out of that, but no, there's a couple episodes in there where it could feel like a, a and I wouldn't say kid. I'm not saying like ten year olds. Um, I would say like right late teens. You know. Yeah, uh, and I know that. Um, but but know, I don't know I've, if that's the show they're going for. But I've seen in the cast on uh, on IMDb that Florence Pugh. Is oh uh, what She's is show this? is showing up at some point? That's, <gasps> That's uh, Yelena awesome. from yeah. the Black Widow movie. Love her, um, she's great. And I know when we talked about that movie, you over and over described her per- her performance of this character as youthful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so I I think that's what this is going to be, and I'm sure that it's not going to be you know of the of the style and and quality of like the Flash or arrow cw shows like yeah i'm sure it will be better written and and acted than that like i know that uh you know um obviously jeremy renner is an established actor and i know mm-hmm. you know the mom uh whose name i'm not remembering who was in De- the departed she's very good um Haley steinfeld is very good the only 
uh sort of this and this is such a trivial thing that i'll call it a nitpick um the only nitpick i have with her performance is that she's very vocal when she's fighting um <laughs> she like in Peter like Parker a, type thing yeah almost yeah no not that like the like the sounds like the the, oh. the grunts and the and the yells in almost a bruce lee um sure kind of way that if you if you notice it and it bugs you, then you'll notice it all the time. It's now a, now you're you going to make me notice it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, how, how about this? I will say this. Remember I said, I don't know a whole lot about like Kate Bishop and the, and the Hawkeye. I didn't, this is mm. based on or based or inspired by, I should say by, by a series called Hawkeye uh, made by Matt. I think it was by Matt Fraction written by Matt Fraction, who was very, was the series was wildly popular. Um, and the, the spirit I, I can say this. I haven't read it, but the spirit I know of that series was old and young. That that you have an old vet cu- uh, coupled with Kate Bishop, who is young and new and mo- like I don't say modern, but modern is not the right word. Um, uh, yeah, I get current, what you're saying. Right? Like a so so I it's wonder like if, a like a master apprentice patching the pathing the torch kind but of but no not 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 at all that's actually not, oh. not not at all it's 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 not it's like two people who are very different from each other becoming very good friends like, oh okay type, type uh, so, buddy so, cop then yes, is the yes like is the different worlds type for, thing yeah. right and 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 that's and i think i don't i don't know cuz i don't i mean i don't know the, the Matt fraction series and i don't haven't seen more than two episodes of this one maybe i'm just conjecture maybe that's what they're going for like that this, you know, she's young and it's giving all mm. these young vibes. And I will say, watch episode two. Maybe there that reinforces this idea because he is definitely old, grizzled uh, vet. Has he's he's and this ha- comes up in episode two. He's got a hearing aid in because he just gets explosions around him all the time. No, right? they they point that out in the first episode because they're well. This was in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. But they're at that awful. Avengers musical oh, that was which was great and how awful Ro- it was. Rogers yeah. the musical dude I could do this all day yeah. um and so and he terrible. he has turned his hearing aid off because his daughter's like is your hearing aid off right right yeah yeah and, and they they bring that up again in episode two it's like it, that's that's I think that's what what the overall idea of the series is going to be is that this this older guy who is already like had a life of craziness and then there's this new mm-hmm. young thing who's like all YA book type person comes into his life and sh- he comes into her life and they don't plan it. It doesn't be that right. way, although it's kind of almost kismet because of her history with him. Right. Um, and then and then how they it's all about their that relationship and how they work together. And that's what makes the Hawkeyes interesting in the comic books, I think, is okay. mm-hmm. y- when, when you have. You know, I, I am reading the current Hawkeye series, and I know that like Clint without um, her, uh, um, it, Kate, he's not as good. He's just, and, and he even feels that. Like I know that character feels like, mm. like I, I, I'm sure I'm Hawkeye, but I'm just a, a better all around whole person. Kind of when I've got you in in my circle, not not in a romantic type thing in any way, just kind of as a no, no. as a person, yeah. And not necessarily as a mentor thing, you know, kind of almost as a partner thing. And she's the same way. Like Kate is fine, but she's brash and young and dumb and makes is, is makes all this dumb mistakes again. And she is better with him in her circle too. Although they constantly are 
at odds with each other because they are opposites and at odds because of their differences. So anyway, maybe that's what they're going with this one. Um, and if that's true, they're doing okay. They're definitely selling her as the, the young thing. Yeah. She definitely yeah. has some things in not spoiling, but going into episode two where she's super like, Oh my God, that is such a friggin' teenager thing. That's happening. Not mm. teenager. She's 22, <laughs> but like a, a young adult, you know, thing that she's doing. And I was like, Oh, it's so yeah. annoying that young adults does. And, and then Renner comes in and is equally like almost the surrogate for me annoyed that that happens. So like, you know, I, I don't want to deal with you this, which makes me feel like, Oh, he's the, he's the real actor here. Right. And she's just the newcomer. Right. Is kind, right. It's kind of like maybe what they're going for. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's, it's, it's early to tell. I, I am enjoying it so far, but you know, it's, it's what 80 episodes or something like that. It's got, a, it's got a, a thing to do. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll just, we'll just have to see. It's, it's not like Wanda where they started off with this big thing and, you know what's happening and stories mm. and mysteries. It's the, just this big mystery. Yeah, yeah. This is this is kind of like a a whole long movie. I guess it's like a, it feels like it's going to be a, a thing. You know, you watch yeah, the, getting a little, getting a back. Boy, that I can't put this sentence together. A little bit getting back to the more traditional hero origin Marvel movie. Yeah, I you you've mentioned that before in the past about like when you watch Ant Man or something, it's its own thing type thing. I think mm-hmm. the Captain America or Falcon and Winter Soldier had had something to do. Right? It had a, had an agenda that it had to do to get to here. Wanda kind of well, has a thing too. All Loki three Wanda, Wanda and Loki and Falcon were all uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier were all these kind of like here's this thing that happened during the blip, and here's this other thing that happened after the blip. And I mean, yes, this um, this Hawkeye series is after the blip like it's that's still part of the world right but it's not it doesn't feel as um as tight into the um infinity war endgame story that yeah, doesn't have to like literally the, this is one you could probably watch and not or not watch either way but is adds to the character which actually in that kind of what they said that they were one these pieces to be is like to focus on the characters instead of like having to be some big set piece for right, right. moving things forward. So I'm hopeful that in this first couple episodes that it's kind of showing me that this is just that this is a Hawkeye show or, or, or episode with Kate Bishop being Hawkeye. Well, I use mm-hmm. those both, both those, those words. So I, I, right. I not reading the Matt fraction stuff and not knowing and only hearing good things and reading reviews about it. Um, I, I'd like to, I'm, I'm in it to watch this one. There, there's, there's nothing to super excitement. Like I can't wait till next week, but there's also nothing that's right, like, Oh right. yeah, I, I, I like these people so far. And I think it's the, the two actors that are, that are doing that. Mm. So, yeah. um, and, and, and like I said, the unknown, uh, cinematography or something that I don't quite mm. can't put my finger on, on those kind of things. So yeah. maybe you can help. I'll talk to Fox and see if he can, can help me. Yeah. Or, yeah. Maybe. Cool. All right. So next week we've got Breakfast Club. Cool. Breakfast Club. We're going to talk about some For All Mankind, some Wheel of Time. I got my place. For, For All Mankind is my show that's like, I'm not like, it's not like when I watch Vikings that I'm like, oh, I want to watch it right now. But like, if I think of all the shows I'm in the middle of watching and I'm like, what do I, I mean, I'm very excited for new episodes of Wheel of Time to come out, but there aren't any of those available. If I think of all the shows that I have new episodes to watch, I'm like, I want to watch for all mankind, even though 
the episodes are an hour long. And they are an hour long. It feels very long. At, at points, a little slow. But like yeah. when I was, you know, riding in the car for long distance, I'm like, I want to watch. I kind of want to watch some more. Well, see what happens next. Like yeah. That. See what happens I, next. I would agree. And I, and I don't. And we're going to talk in depth about it next week. But I, I, I'm only four episodes in and I'm intrigued. Intrigued is the word, right? I'm intrigued. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's not and, like and I, an are, urgent cliffhanger kind of thing. It's just like. No. I bet what's happening next is going to be interesting. Yeah, and 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 our, our our thankfully our buddy Justin has has really helped helped me along with the idea that like he he has said the phrase this is this moves at a quick pace through time or progresses quickly with the issues that you're wondering about and and the four episodes I have they are like almost every other episode are addressing new modern things in this world with why reasons mm-hmm. and, and we'll talk more in depth but but like oh they they are it is slow and it is an hour and it, you're like it doesn't mm-hmm. pace but they are still doing some stuff so yeah i i, yeah. I get it i i get the feeling i don't know why i want to watch next week but i i do like i'm i'm ready to go see what's gonna happen i have no idea maybe that's it dennis i have no idea where this yeah. is going like yeah that could be yeah, the, the, with when you watch shows like Wanda, you want you want to find answers to the questions. Right now, I don't have any questions about this show. They're just yeah, giving me cool. There's things There's no to think big about. mystery. It's just this like open, and it's not even like a Star Trek kind of you know infinite possibilities. It's like okay, well they're here, and we know what level of technology we have, so we know that they're not like they're not going to have flying cars in the next episode. But what are they going to have? Yeah, or or yeah. what big things change and why? And and and, the, and this this series yeah. tends to throw out little little bombs, and and then the next episode is just about okay, how do we deal with that little bomb? Right? Yeah, you know? it's it's. I definitely am getting the vibes of uh, Battlestar Galactica from from Ronald E. Moore. Ronald Moore, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let, let's definitely talk about that next week. Um, All right. I'll, yeah. I'll try to watch yeah. a couple more in there. And, we'll and I, got, to... I got PlayStation Five stuff since I am mm. very graced and blessed with with having one. So, um, a <laughs> l- little bit of review and stuff of some things. So. Sure. Sure. Cool, man. Excellent. All right. You've been listening to the Front Porches episode two hundred and twenty three two two three. Thanks as always to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Uh, if you're interested in movies and uh, our buddy Fox has board game reviews over there on LRM Online, check them out. Uh, if you want to reach out to us with suggestions for your favorite uh, old rom-com or, or 80s coming-of-age John Hughes movie, uh, uh, whatever, you can contact us via email. That address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. If you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, there are contact forms there you can use to reach out to us comment boxes on every episode let us know what you think we'll put show notes to uh whatever things that we mentioned in the episode um if you enjoy the front porch please consider subscribing on the podcatcher of your choice and while you're there if you leave us a positive review we always appreciate that as always thanks so much for joining us until next time i'm dennis and i'm michael for the front porch night everybody see you next time (laughs) 